Pouring up the glass. What do you know about my dumb ass? <laughs> Can we keep that in? <laughs> sure. Cold opening. folks welcome hey to the mysticalistical podcast with you in the studio today is campbell it's me and i am mitch e vishu aka dr dank and we are here with a winter roundup yeah i was looking forward to this one it's the end of 2018 and boy howdy what Some a year good music came out yeah. this year yeah great so. year for music wonderful year for music wonderful year for art in general a lot of good games a lot of good movies um, yeah. but i don't feel like i played enough current games or watched enough current movies to mm-hmm. feel confident in making an end of the year list i agree but albums i after like like you know archiving everything i listened to this year i was like oh man listen to a lot of new stuff this year also can i just say that in terms of movies, too, if we were to make, like, a top five list, I'm thinking of, like, a lot of good Marvel movies that just happen to all come out this year, and especially with the Disney-Fox merger, there's just straight-up less movies being made, Yeah. so um, they're expensive to see, and we just didn't see that many. Yeah, I didn't see that like many either. it's, like, $20. something I want to see, but, you know, maybe next year we'll have the best years of movies of 2018. Oh, that'd be funny as hell. That'd be streamed on Netflix. But, yeah, we have five to one, and then we both have some honorable mentions so without further ado i would like you to start this one yeah so i want to start off with a couple of honorable mentions i want to shout out quinn a friend like friend of mine jess's electronic project archive came out this year very good synthy i'd call it like synth wave yeah definitely really good paints like paints a perfect kind of like cyberpunky kind of picture Left at London, another amazing, amazing EP. EP. Well, I don't think Archive is an EP, but another amazing trans woman musician made Transgender Street Legend Volume 1. Really, really solid EP with some super catchy and very anthemic to the year of 2018. It, like, it, it feels what it's like to be, you know, a queer woman in 2018. Also, sure. like, Open Mike Eagle being on the record was just what an insane get. get. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those are my two big shout-outs that I wanted to do. Um, do you have any honorable mentions? Yeah, my honorable mention is uh, Caliucci's Isolation. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent record. Really beautiful. Her voice is beautiful. I really love her aesthetic, especially in her music vi- videos. She has some really exciting makeup and hair design. Yeah, yeah. Watch the After the Storm music video if you haven't. It's just, it's a really cute set design with some... Fierce looks from Kali Uchis. And some really cute 2D animation, too. Yeah, for sure. And then my second is Dirty Computer by Janelle Monae. Yes. Just the total queer woman anthem of the year that got, like, radio play. Like, uh, your honorable mentions are, like, niche, you know, kind of picks. But, like, she got it into, like, the popscape. A super queer-coded, openly pansexual album. And although I am definitely more fond of arc android it just has a special place in my heart i still think that this is a very cool way for her to take the direction of her music oh yeah i love that album too like yeah screwed really good track yeah, yeah. like it, yeah like hella good honorable mention but um i think without further ado let's just get into it let's do it yeah you can start i can start okay 
Number five, I have Sophie, Oil of Every Pearl's on Insides, came out June 15th this year. And Sophie is a trans woman Scottish electronic music producer, made this under her own record label, uh, MSM, MSMM. Like, I, like, it's missing, 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 missing. It's like one of her, you know, initial tracks, but it's now the name of her label. Mm-hmm. This was nominated for a Grammy. Really? You know that? Yeah. I did not know that. It's super, super, super forward thinking electronic dance pop music pop like, is gonna be there like it, it's, it's ahead of its time it is way ahead of its time it is so weird and abrasive but it is in a way that it's it's accessible like if it's nominated for a grammy you know yeah like you know it's something that like it's the death grips of that kind of sound like it opened yeah. the door for even more mainstream people to make some more rowdy choices yeah I, I I agree, and there are a lot of, like, super risky, super noisy moments on this record, yeah. but ultimately, like, there are some just total bops on this record. You've got Pony Boy, which is so sexy, but, yes. like, so grimy and, like, gritty The beat rocks, hard. too. Uh, face shopping, the initial beat in face shopping is so, like, mechanical and, like, so aggressive uh and my favorite track is immaterial yes which is such a just a total banger of a track it is um yeah that album goes all over the place it's got super quiet ambient moments and it's got super loud hard fast sound like all across it yeah pony boy actually came up in our 2018 spotify shuffle while i was at the gym today and you just you freaking rock to that oh. song. Well, and like, what a workout track, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, It's totally. sexy, too. Yeah, it's, it is sexy. It's That's an excellent album. Yeah. So, that's what my number five is. What is your number five? My number five is Little Dark Age by MGMT. MGMT holds a special place in my heart because, like, I feel like I was just getting into it right when we, like, first started dated. Started dated? <laughs> started yeah. dating in, like, 2013. So I just really like it. It's nostalgic, and I like their sound quite a bit. But I feel like this is just a huge step forward for their visual style and where they wanted their genre to do, where they wanted that to go. In a way, I think it's also a return to form because it yeah. is, it's, it's, it, this is number three on my list, so we'll just talk about it a lot here. It's, it's a return to form for them where it's, they're, they're going back to, they're more kind of like psychedelic synth electronic mm-hmm. kind of stuff with a sense of humor to it. Yeah. And it is their, like, it's funny that you mentioned that. It's because, like, this is their first album in five years, too. Really? Yeah. Well, speaking of that, it was an early release, kind of towards the beginning of the year. And I just want to say that the cynicism in this album is what truly defines it as, like, a 2018 release for me. Yeah. Like, it's very gothy, it's snad, it's snarky. It's uh, really jaded. Like, even just my favorite song on this is She Works Out Too Much. It sounds like you're dating Wee Fit Trainer. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's it, That is a really cute song. And, I, I love that track a lot. My favorite's When You Die. Um, and both of those are just these really biting songs about, like, oh, I have this perfect Instagram-worthy girlfriend, but she's fucking annoying. Yeah. And, and then... When You Die is, like, go fuck yourself. I'm not a nice person. Yeah. Like, fuck and you. we're all gonna we're die. Gonna, we're all gonna... I'm gonna laugh when you die. Like... Yeah, you know, it's so, fucked up. Yeah, but it's 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 funny. Like it, it's yeah. a total like dark sense of humor like all over this record, and it shows in their music videos too, yeah. which are all really really funny and they really are really funny. good. All the white people look really inbred in the music video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go watch the little dark age uh, music video and the when you die music video. It's trippier, but both are excellent. And me and Michael is a cute music video too. 
Yeah. yeah, great album. Yeah, excellent, excellent, excellent album. Yeah. What's your number four? My number four is Car Seat Headrest, Twin Fantasy, Face to Face. Uh, I'm surprised this wasn't number one. It's, it, well, it's got a lot of competition this year, mm. like, you know. And the only reason it's not higher on my list is because it is a, albeit a totally reworked and re-recorded, like, from the ground up of his... 2011 project twin fantasy which is it's the exact same thing but just completely re-recorded you know Mm -hmm. but the re-recording puts this incredible new life in it like it's some of his initially best songs um before uh his one that came out before teens of denial uh, came out the original twin fantasy was my favorite car seat headrest project Mm -hmm. and putting it now in this like new production is so so good and just transformative to the sound absolutely and it is some of my favorite rock and roll like ever Mm -hmm. like this is there's not a lot of experimentation there's not a lot of forward thinkers right now in rock like especially compared to like like hip-hop which is like just exploding with experimentation yeah um but like car seat headrest is it's excellent there's this certain perfect level of like sadness and like angstiness to the lyrics but not in like a teenage way definitely more in like a young adult trying to figure their shit out Mm -hmm. kind of way so hashtag relatable yeah but there's this really bold riskiness to his lyrical styling and instrumentation like beach life and death is like a 10 minute long track where it just is like it, it, it's it's super excellent. It's it's hard to really describe, but like it doesn't sound like a traditional rock song, but it's totally rocky. Yeah, I'm surprised this didn't go higher on my list too. But there's a lot of competition this year. I understand that. Yeah, and I know that you're not biggest in the car seat headrest, and I totally get it. But it's... no, I don't think it's bad. It's just not my time. It's not yeah. my time with that music. Yeah, yet. no, for sure. It's so. it's yeah, definitely respectable. Mm-hmm. But I knew that it was gonna definitely make it on your list, and I totally believe in the merit of re-recording something like oh yeah, especially comparing that to like the fine arts world there's artists that are obsessed for like a decade with the same idea yeah so it really makes a lot of sense that you could come back to an album and uh so much time passes later and just have a lot more to say and a lot more to do yeah you know? for sure and i just love the cover art i want to get the cover art tattooed on the cover art's very it, cool yeah what is your number four my number four is a call wick by gobbin jr yeah awesome 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 track if i had a top six it would have made it on my list. Ah, it but just, alas. It just it did. slid out. Yeah. Well, I have been really into like lo-fi bedroom pop lately. It's oh, very a yeah. sound that I'm really into right now. And she just does it all. It's absolutely crazy. I really like her kind of plain way of speaking about things. Oh, yeah. It's uh like I just said, hashtag relatable. She's talking about stuff that an AFAB person or a femme or a woman or whatever would just really relate to and Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like my favorite track is fake bitch yes. you know is that your fave track oh, what's no. your fave track my fave trap track is actually bap yeah um, featuring heyoon that's a great track i love the too. opening to that track yeah but i just like like you know the story of fake bitch is just like there's a friend of hers that is coming onto her now sexually as soon as she's coming into like the height of like her, her music, her career. music career yeah and it's just it's super scathing and it's like such a funny call out and it's and it's, she does the instrumentation well like yeah. she 
She really just sticks the landing on all of the concepts of this album. And also, just as someone who is asexual, she is um, demisexual. And that really pervades through especially the latter half of this album yeah. and her interaction with men. So I appreciate that representation. Yeah, definitely. Means, yeah. Yeah, and I, I love the production on this. Like, she talked about this on Twitter about how, like, she doesn't understand the criticism that, like, this album sounds like it's something that she made entirely by herself. And she's just like, yeah. It is. Uh, it is. And I'm proud of that. And I wanted it to sound like that. So. Honestly, that sounds like just a bias against that kind of lo-fi sound. Yeah. Which I find incredibly fun. I think constraints really force creativity. And there's, um... A couple songs, like, towards the mid-end of this album that actually are kind of eerie. Yeah. And, like, the production of it, like, totally, it it it, it does the name of the genre bedroom pop justice, where yes. it's, like, the production of it is done in, so, like, like in your own bedroom, you With know? With your iMac or something. You know, and, like, yeah. that's grown to be, not mean too much, especially, like, like you know, even stuff like Always, Always and, like, Beach House and stuff, which are great bands, you know, but they were classified as bedroom pop and it's like, well, those are probably recorded in a studio. Yeah. You know? So it doesn't really make total sense. But this like, is like, but this the is like legitimate. Of that uh, like, yeah, sound. exactly. And she actually was going to come to Columbus, but then unfortunately had to cancel her stop there. So we're upset that we didn't get to meet her. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I would love to see Gobbin Jr. Live. Yeah. Sure. And she usually always has a couple rounds of artists that she tours with too. So maybe next time. Yeah. Maybe next time. But we're waiting for you in, a Col- in Columbus, Gobbin Jr. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, my number three was MGMT Little Dark Age. Uh, Did you have any more, like, we just watched a bunch of the uh, music videos over the last couple days, and yeah. they just had great d- direction in the art and, like, the animation and everything. Yeah, it's super cute. I-, I don't know what more to say about it. It's just, it was, it came out earlier in the year. It came out in February. It was a February release. So it's sometimes... Dead of winter release. Yeah, like, but, like, it's sometimes when I was thinking about 2018, less, like, when I thought about it, I was like, oh, shit. This, this this did this come year. out this year, like, and there's other stuff that's like Jeff Rosenstock's album Post came out this year, literally the first day of the year, you know. So that surprised me that this was in like 2018, mm-hmm. but like, wow, like I've got stuff from like, you know, summer, early winter, you know, it, it's crazy that yeah. you know it still sticks around. And I still come back to it like at the end of the year, you and know. are enjoying it. Not a bad song on the album. Yeah, so uh, yeah, nothing more I can really say about it that we didn't talk about already. Would you like already. to do your number three then? No, that is my number three. We'll do your number three. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. No. I can't count. No, it's okay. So my number three is FM by Vince Staples. Yeah. I just listened to this at the gym today, and you and I were having a bit of a discussion about this in the idea of how Vince creates a setting. Yeah. Because I feel like there's a lot of different ways that you can go about placing an audience somewhere in writing and music and film. It doesn't have to be like, oh, we have an overhead helicopter shot and a little white text across the bottom goes Miami, Florida. <laughs> yeah. Like you can do it in a more creative way than yeah. that. Oh, and he does. It's it's just it's dripping with like a sense of place and like the it's 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 a for those who don't know, it's a, like a twenty minute ish long. It's twenty eight. Twenty eight minute ish. It's it's a short. It's it's, it's super bop digestible. After bop though. Yeah, but it's essentially a concept album of you're tuning. You're you're on like the north side of like you know, L A, 
and you are listening to this radio station. But it has like an early 2000s radio vibe where you're like trying to win tickets and yeah. like they're uh, talking about what's going to be on later. And yeah. it just has, it's the perfect 20 year cycle for right now. Yeah, it, it's, 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 it's so awesome. And the concept is so cute and it goes over so well. It does. On it. And I also just want to say that I very, very much enjoyed Summertime 06. There was some really dark points on that record that, like, really effed me up, you know. And it's a fabulous record, but it is a long record. It is a lengthy, record. lengthy So record. I don't think this needs to be more than 28 minutes. It is a good cut of this record. And my song for this is actually Feels Like Summer, but honorable mention to fun, because it's, yeah. like, it's fucking fun. Yeah, it Feels Like Summer's great. I like Outside. I think Outside's my mm. favorite track off of it. And yeah, it's, it's so evocative of that era, but the production, like the actual production of the beats are like so modern and man, Vince, I've said it to you before and I'll say it again. Vince can write a fucking hook. Yes, he can. It's so catchy. Oh, it's... Well, can we just say too that that's what influence is supposed to be? You're not supposed to regurgitate the same thing every 20 years because you know that that's hot right now. Yeah. So I just think it's definitely cool to see someone who can take in influence tastefully but still produce something that totally belongs with the radio play of today. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Killer choice. Yeah. So yeah. what's your number two then? My number two is Mount Uri now only. Mine too. Yeah. So we can just talk about it. Great. Yeah, that's surprising because I feel like our number one, spoiler alert, is probably going to be the same yeah. thing. But, uh, okay, so yeah, Mount Erie, now only. We just honestly listened to this today because... I wasn't ready. It's I spent, hard. I spent a lot of time with a crow looked at me, especially over the summer. And, like, I don't know if you understand this kind of, like, weird catharsis, but if I needed to cry and I knew I was, like, emotionally constipated, I would fucking put on A Crow Looked at Me. So I just wasn't ready for this yet. Yeah, a little bit of backstory for those who don't know, which Mount Erie is a project from Phil Leverum, who is also from The Microphones. You might know The Microphones from The Glow Part 2, most famously. But Phil Leverum is making music under Mount Erie now. And A Crow Looked at Me from last year was an album about the death of his wife, Genevieve. And who he made music with. Who he made music with, yes. Yeah. And it is the most devastating listen I've ever had in my life. But now only is the second part, uh, essentially, of Phil's meditations on the death of his wife and his grief. And he is very much still grieving. Well, yeah, you record. can expect him to be, but I think yeah. that... Meditation is a good word for it because the event being farther away has actually intensified his contemplation and his uh, mourning to a point where, like, he's thought of all the words to come together to tell us about the update, and the words that come together are biting. Yes, and they but they just they come out of him so naturally that it just feels like this is just what he thinks about like it's not like he's written like it, it, it doesn't sound like he has written them down and he is like you know i've written lyrics to this it just sounds like a dude who is like thinking about his dead partner but it deceives and, you into thinking it's that effortless because when you yeah. actually dissect it line by line it's it's yes it's so in, yeah it's it's the, the lyrics are all so intentional yeah it's just it is sonically so different than a crow looked at me because he goes electric on this he brings an electric guitar which is super surprising he brings in a more kind of like like a 
chorus structure on a couple of tracks like well, now only with the instrumental in uh innovation in this i really enjoyed that it was kind of a slow build yes. up to it like you start with that busted out reverberated electric tar guitar that comes in yes. like two songs in yes but then it really goes in some wild directions so yes. how it introduces you to the concept that it is going to be sonically different is smart it's yeah it makes it so surprising like i remember listening to it initially and when the second track comes on distortion and that guitar comes in that like winding distortion like i was like i gasped because i was like oh my god like this is completely a divergence from the super stripped back and scarce instrumentation on a crow looked at me and it makes it so like surprising and i i didn't see it coming like it totally caught me i didn't either my song for this one is uh now only yeah mine too Um, it's, How did you turn... It, it's almost indie pop. Yeah. It's so close to being indie pop. And it's him talking about hanging out in Skrillex's van with other artists and everything, but, like, this lingering thought of, like, death and his wife's cancer, you know. Like, everyone dies yeah. in weird ways. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, the, it's it's a constant, and it's a inevitability. It's such a hard record to listen to, and that's why we only listen to it today, because... It's just, it's a hard listen. A Crow Looked at Me was a devastating listen, and I knew this was going to be too, and it is. It's a you-cry-every-time listen. Yeah, it, it's... And we're not just being the sentimental types here. Like, the artistry is thick. Palpable. It's, yeah. like, it is... The the grief and the sadness on both of those records are so unbelievably tangible. Unlike anything else I've ever listened to. Yeah. Well... Listen to that if you're looking for something... To cry to. ...sad and beautiful at the same time, for sure. So, our number one, tonally very different. Yeah. Be the One That You Love by Sitcom. Yes, this is both of ours, and this We is... discovered this record early on this year. Just um, It was actually on one of my Spotify um, discovery playlists. Yeah. So was uh, Makala Wick. Yeah. Yeah, they... they damn, kind of crazy that they figured out an al- like an algorithm that makes you find music that you really like. Really you love. Know, in an almost creepy way. Like, but wow... Wow, this album, So this album is so good. There's enough content to talk about to go through bullet points and then just really go in-depth for this. So amazing production, great sampling, clever lyrics, good features, like great song diversity. It has it all. Yeah, this dude, Jake Lazovic from Philadelphia, super unknown to my knowledge, you know, but... We're talking like less than 5,000 plays a month, There's 22,000 on Spotify last I saw. So, but wow, like needs like, to be more though. But listening to his, I listened to his like a little uh, other records that he had on Spotify, mm-hmm. and it's like indie rockish, pretty okay. But like this is like this super like hip hop, I guess. Like it's ex- like uh... like Google classifies it as hip hop and rap, which I thought like really? I thought about that. I was like, really? And then I was like, well, maybe. I, I guess. But it's it's There's, so hard to pin. It's down. very hard to pin, and it's actually funny because towards the end of the album, he actually itemizes his inspirations. Yeah. So it is actually very hard to pin down. He has a really cute video project to go with it. What's yes. that called? So it's called it Grassy Field on a Sunny Day, and it's got it's basically a one shot music video to his entire album. Be the one that you love. Put it on while you got something to do. Yeah. It's no, for real. Listen to this fucking album. 
because if you haven't, which a lot of people haven't, I don't see yeah. anybody talking about this dude, like, listen to this it's fucking insane. album. And can I just say that him, like, he talks about the D.C. area, and him being, like, an East Coast and, like, really being invested in how much he loves the area, that really resonates to us. We just moved away from the East Coast in August, so, yeah. like... It, it means more to me, and it means a different thing to me now that we don't live there. Yeah, he talks a lot about living in Maryland, D.C., and, like, he references directly the Hirshhorn, which is my favorite DC, like mm-hmm. museum in D.C., and... He, and he talks about I-95, which we were all on all the time yeah, when we were trying to get around. Yeah, Red Line, you know, he talks about Philadelphia, he talks about visiting his parents in Maryland. So, so that just it's feels like, good. It, like, it feels good to have music about the place where you were raised, yeah, you know? Yeah, and... and yeah, I like it's so weird because like I, it's ultimately a pretty feel good album. Like it's it's tight it's, focused it's, though. It's tight focused, and there are some melancholy parts on this album, most definitely. But I think op- like like overall, he flows with them. Overall, it's a very optimistic point of view. Like yes. you know, it's all about a focus on like the creative process, your your creative work. And if we can know, like pick apart the ethics of this a little bit more we were just discussing that harder faster better stronger by daft punk is really a reverse take on like this capitalist anthem yeah of, you have to you have to work harder you have to make it better you have to do, do it, it faster, faster and, that and it will makes make us stronger yeah, ex- yeah like it comes off it's actually propaganda yeah you know but it's uh caricaturizing that uh-huh, uh-huh. but um, our fit. Well, I don't want to speak for us, but my favorite song on the album is "Keep Your Mind." Mine, mine too. Okay. It's my favorite too. And it's all hard to pick. But it's about the come up. And what's important about that is like we were comparing the two. Like, oh, is it just talking about like, oh, you need to keep on working? Well, no. It's it's not talking in the same way as Daft Punk is. It's saying that you need to keep up your personal projects even if you're working in, on a nine to five. Yeah, and it's also like in the face of criticism and adversity, the best defense is to keep working on your shit, you keep know? Keep on making work. Yeah. And like, honestly, that is such an amazing advice because there is such a terrible idea with this rat race that we all need to be famous by 26. And that's not true. Most people were working on their passion projects for years while being a barista, while working in retail, while being a nanny, X, Y, and Z. And then they made the come up. Yeah. Like you never know when your moment is. So you got to keep your mind occupied and you have to continue on your creative projects. Yeah. And like it's done in such a catchy, lyrically fun manner, you know? Yeah. It's, it's so like you just want to sing along to it. You want to dance to it. You just want to jive to like pretty much every track on this record. It's amazing. Like, and there are like some quieter moments on this record, like Green Fleece almost That's made it my as one of my favorites. Yeah. Like, Green Fleece is such, like, an understated kind of quiet kind track. Of sexy song. Yeah, kind yeah. of sexy song. Yeah, you've got Still Life, which is, like, the, like the more melancholy part of the mm. record, you know? But it is such a awesome, awesome record with not a bad part on it. And it does some pretty cool samples on it. Like, it samples Brockhampton. It does which sample is Brockhampton. pretty nutty. Like, it samples something from just last year, which I was just like, wow. That's great. Everybody always samples stuff from, like, the 70s or, like, So why you know, not do something so, but like, recent? Yeah. Well, what I love about it, too, is whenever I listen to it, some different thing about the lyric, like, pops out and hits me in the face. And I actually have to, like, chew on the lyric that hits me each yeah, time. Yeah, no, Jake gives you a lot to think about when he... He does. You know, and it's... But it is overall optimistic, which yeah. I needed that. Yeah, it's, it is. it is. I mean, it ends optimistically, too. Like, still alive. Like, I'm still alive. Like, I'm still you know, here, and I'm still making work. Yeah, yeah, and I'm still making music, you know. And I just think that's interesting, because, like, 
this is a very optimistic view on just what you have to do to be able to like pursue your creative projects for a living in 2018 contrasted against like little dark age which is a totally cynical like yes. fuck this i'm done yeah. with this year i'm done with this life i'm done with you mfr yeah you know yeah no for sure and i i just like if if you are listening to this and you haven't listened to some of this and you had to listen to one album off of this like only one please listen to sitcom p- please listen to sitcom this not is sponsored never met like the man it. but it is it is such such a just a choice record and so surprising and i'm not I, even just talking a banger it's like actually deep yeah it's awesome and i'm gonna be listening to this one for more than just 2018 like yeah. it's it's one of my favorites you know it's in great. general it's just so good it's it would so make my good. top 10 albums of all time yeah yeah me too it's just it it's 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 something special it really. really is and yeah totally listen, listen to that to sitcom. like please so when they're not listening to sitcom when can our fine listeners check us out on the web all right Where well at? you can follow us on twitter at mystic list on twitter and then you can shoot us an email if you have anything you want to say to us if you have any suggestions if you want to tell us your top five albums 2018 y'all please got talk em. to us yeah yeah please we talk, to us. talk to you we want to talk to you we're we very wanna... friendly yeah and i was excited about recording this one because i don't know i feel like if someone's gonna listen to anything like this is uh, one Would to grab them but yeah shoot us something at mysticalisticalpodcast at gmail.com send us a review on itunes listen to our stuff share our stuff be our friends just let us know you're listening send because, us a little kiss you know we are you know we like doing this we you do know? like doing this and yeah that's it i hope you all have a really good 2018 this might be the last podcast of this year maybe um we kind of record in chunks but this based on our release schedule i don't know holidays might get weird this might be the last one and y'all understand family's in town and whatnot yeah so So thank you so much for listening and what's our famous uh tagline oh our famous tagline is get busy grizzin or get busy jizzin no that can't be our tagline (laughs)